Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. I knew I took a much deeper breath than anticipated and made you think I was going to have a whole thing going there. But no, that's who I am. This is the show. Get ready for podcast. Get ready for podcast? (laughs) That was like a weird like wish translation of a description of something. Yep. But okay. Yep, yep. The brain energy, the brain power is is sapped today after yep. the mind-numbing events that have been happening. Yep. And work. So, here we are. Get ready to podcast. Oh, boy. Yep, get ready to podcast. <laughs> okay. Right. So, last week, last week we, uh, well, I decided to try something new. And left you guys with a cliffhanger. So. Oh, yes, that's right. You're doing a new bit. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Okay. We're going to make good on the promise of last week. And we're going to discuss the Ant-Man-Giant-Man conundrum. So, there's a moment in Avengers Endgame, you see, where both Ant-Man and Giant-Man are in action at the same time. Specifically, it's when Ant-Man and Wasp are hot-wiring the van, and the rest of the Avengers are, are passing the Infinity Gauntlet from one person to the next. Specifically... When it gets passed from Hawkeye to Black Panther, you can see Ant-Man in the background getting one of those uh, worm-type aliens and shoving it back through a wormhole. So it's kind of weird. Like, how can they coexist at the same time? Wait, wait, which movie was it in? Endgame. Endgame? Yep. Would it be time travel? Hmm... Not really, because by that point in the movie, time they had already done all the time traveling stuff. Like that was already gone. Right. That was done. Hmm. So I mean, is it, are you like the first person to notice this, or is this a discourse that's like going on? This apparently has been a discourse with many fans. Okay. You know, especially since it uh, released on on uh, home release, Blu-ray, all that stuff. People have noticed that scene because now we can finally calm down from. The idea that all our favorite superheroes are on screen at the same time, we finally noticed right. that one of them was on screen at the same time twice. So, <laughs> for many is months, is it a continuity error, it, or maybe. is it something bigger? Although, was it supposed to be um, uh, Michael Douglas? Hmm, that's an idea. However, in the Ant-Man films, Michael Douglas admitted begrudgingly that he's never been able to get that big as Giant Man. Same thing with Lawrence Fishburne, aka what was his name? Hightower? I can't remember. <laughs> I don't know. Well, what, I mean, that could be something they explore. Black Goliath. That was in the name. next. Ah, yes. in the next one. I don't know. That's. So, I mean, it would make sense that he or maybe wait. When Ant-Man was small, are we sure that that was Paul Rudd? Because I don't remember. Yeah, he had the helmet off when he was hot wearing the van. OK. Yeah. Gotcha. So, there is a theory now, according to this article on CBR.com. Um, it says, by now it's pretty well known that the final battle in Avengers Endgame features several continuity enters, or errors. rather. There's one right there. Mm-hmm. One of them, pointed out by a TikTok user, is that Ant-Man and Giant-Man appear on screen nearly simultaneously. Blah, blah, blah. Said all that stuff already. Well, it was just chalked up as, uh, as a continuity error at first. Reddit user Hockey Talkie suggested it wasn't a mistake at all, and that Giant Man in that scene isn't Scott, but his friend Lewis. Interesting. Why? What would lead them to think that? 
Because apparently there's a there's a spot in one of the Ant-Man films where uh, I guess kind of as a as a joke as an homage to um, the War Machine moment from the first Iron Man movie. He's like, yeah, next time. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. You know. I mean, that would be pretty funny. Like, if that was revealed later, that'd be pretty funny. That would. Be. If it was Lewis going, "Hey, remember when?" and then like he does his little flashback thing, and it's him just being in fucking Endgame. Well, not only that, but you know, we're still due for a an explanation in in the fashion <laughs> that only he can do. To recap the events that took place uh, before, we, let's say Ant Man three, because that's that's been confirmed that is happening. So yeah, mm-hmm. in, in Ant Man three, they can reminisce about old times, and he can go, "All right, so here's what happened," and then they can just do a whole breakdown. <laughs> I'm very excited for Ant Man three. I've enjoyed the hell out of those movies. Me too. Me too. They're so good. I'm also glad that Marvel really isn't adhering to that whole phase thing anymore, where they feel that they yeah. need to have some big event movie to you know, finish everything off. It's it's just kind of like, you know, going. It's just all going. So Yeah, just make movies. Don't don't worry about this shit. Yeah. We've we've passed that point now. And it was a delicate balancing act. Everything worked out for the most part. We got lucky that the vast majority of these actors uh stayed unproblematic and survived and, you know, did their jobs well. So let's yeah, let's chalk that up to history. That was made and just make movies, like you said. True. <laughs> so that's not yeah. all the Marvel news that we have this week. Apparently, uh, according to Denise, Denise uh, sent us a note in our Instagram, which is Lex and Matt. She uh, let us know that Deadpool 3 is going to be a thing. It's going to be rated R, and it's going to take place in the MCU. This is confirmed by Kevin Feige. Feige? Feige. Feige. Feige, Yes. So it's official, guys. Uh, when asked about how uh, this was made to happen, Ryan Reynolds uh, joked that he had just showed Kevin Feige Spider-Man 1 and 2 and told him that it was Deadpool 1 and 2. So that's how we made it happen. I mean, it's not broke. Do not try to fix it. That's <laughs> that's my whole – that would be my argument. If I was uh, – if I sat down in a room with him, I would basically be like, hey – you know what you can do? Give us a bigger budget and then let us do whatever the fuck we want because look at what we've done with what we have. Mm-hmm. Um, they've proven twice that they can do this. So, and Kevin Feige, I mean, to me, he does come across and, and you know, obviously he has the success of money and, bo- you know, box office to show it. He does seem like the guy that is hire good people, let them do their thing. Yes. And it's not just the franchises, because look at Star Wars in comparison. Um, you know, they 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 hired people and kind of let them do their thing, but in a in a like crazy way, and we're still like chiming in. It's just, you know, it's not enough to have like a franchise to have that name. You have to have the talent there. Mm-hmm. So. The fact that they brought in, you know, that they're like bringing, they're bringing Deadpool in. I'm like, just leave it. It's okay to have R-rated Marvel movies. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. Like, and if they want to keep releasing it under 20th century or whatever, if if Disney wants to keep that so that their name isn't attached to an R-rated film in that manner, right? That's fine. 
If it makes them feel better, go right ahead. I mean, the thing is, too, if you think about it, Marvel has been making these movies for over 10 years now. So the fact that the kids growing up saw these versions of these heroes, they're old enough now to process and, and appreciate humor like we see in the Deadpool films. And, I mean, if we're being honest, they've seen them already anyway, so might as well just make some money off of it. Yeah, I agree, and I just don't... I mean, it's just annoying, the idea of, like, it has to be PG-13 or whatever. I'm like, come on. We can have... Just like we can have animated, you know, kids-specific Avengers shows or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't need to watch that. That's not made for me, and that's okay. (laughs) It's the same thing with this. Like, it doesn't... I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if they can, if they can feature <clears throat> Punisher on the kids shows without any static, then yeah, you might as well put Deadpool in the, in the MCU. I am not a fan of Punisher anymore. I think we're all in agreement on that, right? The character right. hasn't aged well, no matter how much, in my opinion, no matter how much the writers try to salvage, um, what they're going for, uh, with Punisher, no matter how they try to shine up what he stands for and what he's done, They've written him so many different times in so many different ways as a loose cannon and as somebody that doesn't play by the rules. Right. It, it, it's just begging to inspire uh, the type of bad actors that we've been seeing uh, over these past week, over this past week especially. You know, I, I can't tell you how many of those guys I saw with a with a Punisher logo co-opted into an American flag on top of it, like that's some type of badge of honor. It's bullshit, and it really sours me towards yeah. the character. You know, yeah, agreed. I have I have more than one friend that says if you ever are um, getting intimate with someone, and as they're stripping down, you see they have on Punisher underwear. That's the biggest red flag you could ask for, and you need to back away. Agreed. Mm-hmm. I'm just not a big fan of guns either. Like one thing I really loved about like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, for example, that show did not feature a lot of guns, and yeah. when it did, it was like this is a really powerful weapon, like. Mm-hmm. And it can cause a lot of destruction. Yeah. You know, um, there have been a couple of shows like that. But, like, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm not against guns. Like, I'm not against people owning them or everything like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, I just don't. I'm worried. I always worry about glorifying them, for sure. And we definitely have a gun culture that glorifies them. We definitely Punisher do. is a part of that. Yeah. So, I feel like until we... We get that solved, you know, <laughs> solved. It, it, just improve it at least, you know. I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can enjoy a character like that. It's just creepy. Yeah, you can't make a character named Stabbles the knife wielding shrew, and ex- not expect. What's that? Is that just describes Wolverine yeah. with a different name? <laughs> with his, of course, his iconic catchphrase: "It's stabberin' time." Yes, yes, that is, in fact, his catchphrase. <laughs> but you can't create a character like that and not expect people who like stabbing stuff or people to, like, you know, identify with that. So you make a guy who's made of guns and pouches, you're going to have people do some weird shit if they say they're so a huge fan. Pouches. Holy fuck. Some of those designs, they were ridiculous with the pouches. I realize that's not the point of this, but it just it did remind me of... Why? 
why what is with the pa- the pouches yeah pouches. yeah I think it all started with Batman's utility belt many moons ago. Gotcha. You know, yeah. and they were I, like, "We need that." <laughs> and then people like Rob Liefeld, you know, in the '90s, was just like pouch crazy. Did you ever see that picture he drew of like an X Men character named like Pouches, and it was just like a dude made completely of pouches from head to toe, and he had a gun made of pouches that shot pouches. No, I will send you that um, picture. But I've seen pictures of Kate, him drawing like cable and shit, and I'm like, <laughs> it's close enough. Like, how many places do you need to stash gum, dude? I mean, are you afraid of getting patted down and them finding your stash or something? Or what, I don't what's know. Going on there? So terrible, God. <laughs> like his artwork is just awful, awful. You can draw fifteen thousand pouches, but no feet. But come on. Yeah, and I'm not. Like, I'm not an artist. I will not claim to be that, like, that type of artist uh, in that medium. I cannot do that. <laughs> I can't even do what he does. I still recognize that he has more talent than me, and but that that is not saying much. I just love how all the founders of Image got away with making their careers off of basically creating characters that are, if not direct ripoffs, heavily inspired by pre-existing marvel designs you know like you have rob liefeld created deadpool which if we're being honest looks just like spider-man um you have spawn another spider-man i was gonna say spawned up wow i didn't think of that that is weird you got savage dragon which is hulk hulk with a fish fin on his head um there was some dude in youngblood who had like a whole wolverine aesthetic going on uh, you have concrete, not concrete. There was some other guy who was made out of, out of brick, and he just looked like the thing. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it was just, yeah, they they huh. weren't that creative with those characters, with the designs anyway. Well, it is just an image. It's not not real. That's true. It's only. All right, so we got some letters this week, huh? We got some. We got some. We uh, did, but the, but mail. do you want to stay on the Marvel conversation because there is. Still more Marvel news. There is. There was something there I was is. excited to share yeah. with you today. I saw it immediately, and I'm like, oh, man, I, I got to hear what Lex got to say about this. I did not really hear about this. So. Rumor has it. There's another story from CBR, so it's a semi-reliable source. Yeah. Rumor has it. Kristen Ritter is in talks to return as Jessica Jones for the She-Hulk series on Disney+. Plus. That's genuinely surprising because yes. I thought they were done with all of the Netflix Marvel characters. Like they were going, if they're going to bring them in, they're going to recast them. That gives me hope for uh, Charlie Cox returning as Daredevil as well. Everybody wants him back. There is not he's perfect. Yes, absolutely. And he's so he was so committed to the character at the time. Yeah. I, I know we've told this story before. Either you did or I did. About how when he auditioned for the solo spinoff for Star Wars, he was still stuck in that mode where he was acting like he was blind. And so he lost the role <laughs> because he was too committed to Daredevil. That's pretty great. Right. I so. do not, I don't remember that. I'm saying that. You might have said it, but I don't remember it. Mm. Wow. So I'm excited so. about that. I'm excited about the possibility, of course, of seeing my boy uh, Luke Cage come back, too. Yeah. Yeah, and obviously we've talked about how much I love Jessica Jones. Yeah. Um, and I would love to see that character come back. Uh, <sighs> so many unanswered questions. Basically all of those characters, except for the, the one guy I didn't like, that guy. 
Nah, he can stay Iron, off screen. Iron Fist. Yeah, I don't care about. Him. No, no, thank you. But I mean, if we get Jessica Jones, we gotta have Luke Cage because you know we got baby going. Right. Yeah. And Daredevil's Daredevil. You gotta have Daredevil. Iron Fist. Right. You don't need Iron Fist. It's fine. He can stay over there. I mean, he can be in the background or something. Like sure. that's fine. Like I didn't mind Iron Fist when he showed up on Luke Cage. Like that was the only time that I found that actor, that I found the character. Uh, tolerable because we didn't have all this like you know um, bullshit of him co-opting other cultures and acting like he created it and yeah it's a whole different conversation but yeah it it, it wasn't a great take on Iron Fist I never watched it honestly wow. <laughs> that's how bad it was it just didn't even appeal to you no no it didn't appeal okay. to me I didn't care right and you were rightly you were right to not care you were right I didn't to- hear anything like I need to watch this either. There's so much content out there. Why should I? Yeah. I kind of want to revisit Jessica Jones now, though. Mm-hmm. That first season yeah, was so great. I mean, just off the off from jump, it was just great. Yeah. Such a good show. And then I never watched Punisher, but that wasn't because I didn't want to watch it. That was because I was like, I really can't deal with the violence of this. Yeah. Right. So I couldn't deal with his episodes on Daredevil. Like they would upset me. So it's just so intense, yeah. I totally watching understand. a whole show of that, I was like, I can't fucking do this. Right. So the the good thing too, this is going to be a different spin on how they do these shows. This is going to be a half hour sitcom style show. So not only do we get Jessica Jones back, we get to see Kristen Ritter stretch her her sitcom muscles once again. And she's so funny. Yeah. That's perfect. Even if she's being sardonic and sarcastic, she's hilarious. Yes, hundred percent. So, yeah, perfect. I'm hoping this rumor is true. Yeah. Even if it's not true, I'm hoping that the folks at Marvel see how excited folks would be to have this happen. You know, honestly, and, sometimes I think things are leaked just to do that to yeah. test it, test the waters. How does this sound? Good. Yeah. Okay. We'll go. <laughs> like folks really want us to do this? All right. Sure. Why not? Kind of like how well, Sony had their leak and then uh, you know changes were made. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I saw that, like you wrote, WandaVision is coming out on Friday. How about that? We are finally here. I've seen so I many know. advertisements for it. I've seen so I'm many stories. I'm not excited for it. I feel really bad. I am. No. Like, I, I gotta tell you, I am, not only because I'm just ready to get it over with, but because, like, we haven't had any Marvel for so long at this point. With Black Widow True. being pushed back as much as it has been. Like this I is saw, our, I read a rumor, and I don't know where it was from, but that mm. they were going to do premium Disney Plus and theater. Mm, okay. So they're going to charge you extra to have it on Disney Plus and then theater experience. Mm. So they're not even being smart and pulling like the Wonder Woman and you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, that's I can see about. if it's really an enjoyable movie. If it's if it's one that they're like positive is going to do well, I could almost see that working for Black Widow. Because, like I said before, people have been starved for MCU content. Whereas Mulan, it was a remake. It was a live-action remake. It was a live-action remake that had problems. It was a live-action remake that had problems with the lead actress saying things about... uh, I would say it had a lot of controversy. Yeah, and it didn't even have an animated wise-cracking dragon. Right, I just think it's like Disney being extra greedy and it gets on my nerves. Yeah. You know, it, it reminds me of the Disney vault, I guess, is a good comparison. <laughs> that cursed vault. Where I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, 
don't stop double dipping. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm paying for a subscription already. Yeah. Give me the thing. Yep. <sighs> <sighs> Fucking yeah. That, yeah. That so one division comes out Friday, and I'm going to watch it, but I'm not like. I need to watch this immediately. I don't know why. I felt the same way about Mandalorian, though, when hmm. it came back. Yeah. like, I don't care. Did you... You finished the season, right? Yes. Oh, of oh, course. Yeah, yeah we it. talked it about... It better than the first one. Yeah. I loved it. Okay. But I was like, ugh, going into it. I don't know. That that might just be my my general mood right now, though. Like, I... uh, You know, that, that might just be like, I just don't care. Because... <laughs> just, <laughs> I am not doing great. So like, it's yeah. like that that might be the symptom of the larger thing, but I'm like, okay, WandaVision, like this looks really weird. I don't know. Okay. Cool. Like I'm, like I'm going to watch it though. Yeah. How many episodes is it? Is it like you know, 8 episodes of an hour long show? I think it, it might you know. even be 6. I guess I seem to remember hearing gotcha. it was like 6. It, oh. It's it's a mini series, but okay. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, but like for a second question, is it all at once or is it week to week? I think it's weekly. I think they're going to treat okay. it like Mandalorian. So yeah, I think that's going to be the standard probably for their streaming service at least. Yeah, and that's fine. I mean, I know they got to string folks along, so they got to do that sort of thing. And with a show like this that's supposed to be as cerebral as it is, you may need a week to process what happened, what you saw, that sort of thing. Oh. I mean, like, we'll get spoiled on it either way, so uh, <laughs> whether it's yeah. all in one season or week to week, I'm fine. <laughs> one division is scheduled to premiere in the first two episodes on January okay. 15th, so we get, we get a couple hours yep. there. It will run for nine episodes total until March wow. 5th. It will be the first series in Phase 4 for the MCU. Oh, so, so they are doing faces again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the good thing about this, though, is that not only do we get WandaVision wrapping up in March, but I believe if all things go according to plan, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier will start right after that. Perfect. Yeah. That now that I am very excited for. I mean, that's got to be. I don't a even need to see trailers or anything. I'm in. Right. Right. I'm. Uh, it's it's gonna be so good. I can't wait. I'm so excited. When is Black Widow supposed to come out now? Oh shit! Who knows? Okay. Well, <laughs> the reason the only reason that I asked was I wasn't sure if there, it was in, if that was linked to uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, I mean, from what because I know about the film, I, I really want her to be somehow. I want them to to somehow make her. I I know Natasha's dead, mm-hmm. but. I want them to find a way for her to have that her and Bucky story with Winter Soldier because that's one of my favorites. That's my favorite, like one of my favorite comic book runs. So good. I would love it. So if they did something kind of crazy where let's say um, Falcon and uh, the Winter Soldier comes out in March and I'm seeing here that the current date for Black Widow is May. May 7th. Mm-hmm. So if they went ahead and put out Black Widow, you know, that movie happened, and let's just say, say for shits and giggles, they bring her back somehow. That's the end of the film. It's like, oh, guess what? She had a Captain America one moment where she wakes up, and it's like, you know, modern day again. Would right? not surprise me one bit. I would yeah. I would love for that to happen, you know? I, I agree. 
And then it should have been it should have been you, Jeremy Renner. It should have been you. <laughs> and then as soon on opening weekend, we get a notification on our phone saying, oh, hey, guess what? A special post credit scene has been added to the first season of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Log in and check it out. And uh, Natasha shows up. There it is. And they all are like, yay. That'd be awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's what they should do. That's what they could do. But now that I've spoken it into non-existence, it ain't never going to (laughs) happen. Yeah. Let me ask your opinion on something. Let Tony stay dead. Yeah. He's done. Right. But like Scarlett Johansson, she's still good to go. She's Mm -hmm. like... I'm either gonna play this or a tree. Let me let me have it. I don't care. <laughs> and Vin ain't coming up off a of group. He's getting that group money. He ain't he ain't coming yeah. up off She's of that. Like you know what? I'm gonna get paid, motherfuckers. Keep doing it. <laughs> I gotta carry Colin Jost's ass for the rest of his life. <laughs> I love the fact that uh, Michael Che just gently teases him about that now on on SNL. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Like, they, you got to. I mean, you I still can't. say I, I actually like Scarlett Johansson. Like, I do like her. Yeah, I mean, she makes um, she makes bad choices occasionally, but she seems like a cool person. I think that she just has no filter and is just like, like, just doesn't. <laughs> How do I say it? Like, there, there's like a sheltered side of her mm, but okay. she thinks she's woke that's that's the part that scarlett johansson is and this is a very common thing with white people like like they don't realize that they're the family and get out they're I, like <laughs> this is why i'm <laughs> they're making glad. fun of conservatives and it's like no they're making fun of you yeah you're the you're that's, the one you. so this is why yeah. i'm kind of glad that her and colin just are, are a thing because Colin and, and right. Che know how to like you know kind of mess with each other a little bit yeah and you know they're in that environment they're in the real world basically so hopefully being part of that crew being in that environment she'll start yes. to realize a few more things about herself and go oh shit yeah. I've put my foot in my mouth a lot <laughs> I, I, I definitely think though both Scarlett Johansson and Colin Jost would have voted for Obama for a third term. That's true. But like they are both that person, hundred percent. I'll, I'll like, give you, you that. Vote for Obama for a third term. <laughs> I was gonna say I'll give you that, but they're also the type that would brag about it at parties. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the whole thing. That's they would have. The they would have <laughs> done it. They would have done it. And they will let you know mm-hmm. that they would have done it. That's because because if you don't know. Then what's the point? Right, right. <laughs> now you know they went to a Black Lives Matter protest. Very important stuff. <laughs> Just oh man! You have to get in the street. Yes, I did take that picture, that selfie. It was a little bit awkward, but you know, it just it, you gotta do the work. You gotta let people know where you stand. All right, you, you gotta. gotta do the work. You gotta put that black you box. Nothing, you fall for everything. That's, That's right. That's right. You gotta you gotta take Instagram one day and you gotta put that black box up there and just take the rest of the day off so people know. You know, this is what yes. matters. Black boxes. Silence. <laughs> Silence is very important in this movement. That is the very important thing. To put an inexplicable post and then be completely silent. 
And to make sure you use a hashtag that yeah. clogs, up, clogs up the feed. It's you got to get together with your other white Hollywood celebrities and make a black and white video talking about how you've been an awful person. Yeah. And how you're deeply apologetic and you realize how badly you messed up. Put that out on social media and just let that do the work for you. You know, contact every black person you've ever met. <laughs> just go through your, your contacts on your phone. Um, it shouldn't take long. No. So... <laughs> Go, go through your contacts and just reach out to them in a very inappropriate way. Yeah. <laughs> um, like you're a corporation trying to address these difficult times. Mm, mm. Are you doing all right, black friend, in these trying yes, times? Yes. I just want you to know that in these trying times, the Jost Corporation really just values you. And sees you, and sees your suffering. Might I send you a a basket of meats and cheeses to ease your pain at all? Will that help? I want you to know that I donated today to the ACLU. (laughs) To the human fund, I mean, the ACLU. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) I donated today. It, uh, they wanted reoccurring. That was a little bit too much for me, but... (laughs) Well, too rich for my blood. But, you know, I made a one-time donation, and uh, my shirt is in the mail. Mm. So I have yeah. unfollowed Lena Dunham on Twitter. You'll be happy to know. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I do not condone that. No. While she has the right to say it, I do not condone it. <laughs> what did Lena Dunham do? Oh, that's right. Everything. Never everything. Mind. I was thinking... <laughs> I immediately thought of um, not Lena Dunham. Who's the singer? It's not even the same name. Lana Del Rey. Yes. yes. Dude. Yes. Yes. The exact scenario you were describing earlier in this hypothetical situation, Lana Del Rey. And I had to yeah. remind myself of this because she put out a new um, album cover this week, where it's okay. like her surrounded by six or seven racially ambiguous women. And, you know, she's she's in the comments talking to people saying, hey, these are my friends. You know, I put W.O.C. and P.O.C. on my album covers, not for the stunt, but because these are the people who I really hang out with. And yes, I have friends that are rappers. And yes, I have dated rappers. And yes, I will date rappers again. So don't judge me. Yes, um, I personally really like to say that I have a black friend because I do I have a black friend and my now listen every time I say I have a black friend my black friend he likes to say not for long if you keep saying that but like I I do have a black friend and my black friend thinks that I'm woke so suck it I mean you know like I'm sorry you're offended by me like putting a lot of positivity out into the world. Mm. Like that's what I'm doing. This is a positive space. And I don't understand why you need to bring your negativity in here. Positive she putting um, that old bullshit into the world. Oh, you're a person of color. Listen, I'm not like talking down to you. We're having a conversation. <laughs> like I um <laughs> disables comments and then that's how it ends it's always disabling the comments 
Yep. Yep. That's that's how it ends. Exactly. So I, I better get a screenshot of that so I can show you before it goes away. Because inevitably <laughs> it will. Like literally the it part about all of her black friends that she pays to be around her. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, she posts a picture so back oh. in fucking racist is it to go i date rappers holy shit yes i'm saying like okay so she went to I, black I, lives I, matter I, that is that is almost as bad as being like i have a excuse me i have a black friend like excuse me i date rappers yes dude what I can't be racist <laughs> i can't be racist I date rapper, like oh. I date anyone and everyone. You're in the music industry and you're dating a musician. Wow, imagine that shit. Like, <laughs> what? Okay. I don't, I don't get it, man. Like that shit was just like that was that was some much needed levity in my week. I'll tell you that. But yeah, like all amazing. the way back in last June, she posted, uh, 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 she put up a post on Instagram where it was like. Her walking up to the Black Lives Matter rally as it passed through Beverly Hills, and she had a sign that she made that day, and then it was a, a picture of her and three other white girls in her backyard just lounging. Like, yeah. what the fuck is this shit? Like, what are you trying to say here, Lana Del Rey? It's called doing the work. <laughs> it's Matt. called doing the least <laughs> and yep. doing the most at the same time somehow. Anyway, I don't want any well, Lana Del Rey stands coming at me, so we just go move on from Lana. Oh, you can come at me. I don't give a fuck. She's <laughs> terrible. Lana, Lana, Lana. Anyway, so that's who I was thinking of. Yes. <laughs> that's why we brought Lana Del Rey. I love it. Oh, man. Oh, man. I said okay. her name too much, so Bimo's growling now. <laughs> yeah. Just like... Why do you keep talking about some weird white lady? <laughs> okay. We got letters. Letter time. And people writing in. We were talking about characters and their impact last week. That's right. We asked you to write in. We did have several people write in. Okay. Uh, so, Simon from River Court. Or, no. <laughs> Okay, Simon, if you're listening, that's hilarious because I just named my own podcast and not your podcast. Brody Simon Flint. from Ravens. <laughs> from Ravens. Jesus. Yes. Simon from Ra Ravens wrote and said that um, he personally went with um, – now, this is a little bit of One Tree Hill talk, Matt. Oh. Um, Lucas from the first few episodes of season one of One Tree Hill. Um, and then Nathan throughout the show, like all the way through the show. Even douchebag Nathan at the beginning. Uh, I had my douchebag moments as a young person. I admit it. Which <laughs> so is, have we that is, uh, <laughs> that is a very, he is a huge douchebag. So that is, uh, admitting to a lot. But yeah, <laughs> I agree. I find it, in, I just, I do find it interesting, Simon, without getting into spoilers of One Tree Hill, that it's only the beginning of One Tree Hill and not as it progresses. I can see why. Um, <clears throat> uh, Dom wrote in as well, who's the other host of Ravens, <laughs> saying um, he was getting into detail, and I really liked it. Um, uh -huh. He was talking specifically about Star Trek oh. and how that has had an influence, and several characters on that show have had an influence and stood out. Um, 
like starting with the original series, it's clear that diversity, inclusion, and acceptance of all is a key theme, and that has always stood out to me. 100%. Like, weird people that complain about diversity in Star Trek in the new one. Yeah. Uh, is it Discovery? Is that the name yes, of it? Yes, yes. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, do you do you know what Star Trek is? Do you, <laughs> like, have you watched? Like, what are you talking about? The show that you... Do you know why... Like what it was created, okay? Like, yeah. What a weird, what a weird flex. Weird flex. <laughs> yeah, it was very strange. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, that uh, that and then he also wanted to say that um, he he said I was going to pick Don Draper as my most influential character until he got mentioned. That is funny. That Don Draper is an influential character. I kind of want to hear more, like more about that. Are you a little bit embarrassed that it's Don Draper? Because like, <laughs> there are some there's some really good traits to Don Draper too. We would not care about that show if there weren't. That's so I'm true. very fascinated. I kind of want more details on that. Well, I can Dom. I can speak a little bit for how I associate with Don a little bit, just because okay, there yeah. there have been times where you just um there were quiet moments on that show on Mad Men where he just seemed lost. Like he was this, this person that everybody turned to. He was the, the, the backbone of that ad agency and of his home. And there were times that, you know, besides the, you know, random, uh, adultery, which we've already, uh, admonished on the oh, last yeah, episode. Yeah. Besides that, sometimes he just need to get away and be yeah. by himself just to figure out like, yeah. who am I in this moment? And I My think favorite everybody just needs to check in from time to time like that, you know? Right. My one of my favorite things about Don Draper um is the thing that Betty specifically calls him for later in the series. Like she's going, "Say the thing that you always say." And he says, "Everything's going to be okay." Yeah. That I actually do love because when Don says that, you believe him. Right. And he's so full of bullshit. He sells so much bullshit. But if there's one thing that I actually believe that he says that he means, it's that everything's going to be okay. Yeah. That's because he is a survivor and he understands survive. Like he understands everything will be okay because that's what you do. You survive. Like that's how you get through everything. Yeah. So I, I definitely. I mean, I think that's one of the greatest shows of all time, and he's one of the most fascinating characters ever created. So, like, I could totally see how someone be like, oh, whatever. But, like, I'm more of a, a Peggy Olsen gal myself, mm. for sure. Mm-hmm. She's got some fucked up shit going on, too. Oh, though. she does. <laughs> I most identify with the neighbor who lived next door to him at one point when he had his swinging bachelor pad. And as yep. his, his his wife is approaching the door, the neighbor man is going, did you get Piz? Did you get Piz? And he just won't stop asking until the woman goes, we'll discuss this inside. Like, what the fuck? I wanted more of that story. I wanted to know what I was going on. And it was so good because he was walking past him the whole time. Little things <laughs> like that. Oh, you got me. God, I need to rewatch my man. Oh, so good. And I'm in a particular mood that, like, I feel like a Mad Men rewatch would be just be fucking perfect right now. It's cathartic to see people with lives that are more fucked up than yours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I need it. I need it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I need that that particular <laughs> brand of catharsis. Well, I'm like, at least I'm not like drunk anymore. <laughs> and, and I'm definitely not cheating on anyone. <laughs> and uh, I'm not, uh, you know, do, lying and doing these terrible things. I am very truthful. You'll never anyway. be Pete. You'll never be Pete. Never. No, I couldn't be Pete. I, mean, I couldn't be anyone on that show that lied. Like, I couldn't be on that show because I don't lie. I can't right. lie. I'm bad at it. I'm really bad at lying. It took me... Do you know how hard it was for me to not talk about, like, that video I made for you? I had to be super fucking quiet. Like, that was very difficult. I can't lie. I'm not good at it. Like, and I feel like people genuinely sometimes don't understand that. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm a fucking idiot. Like, I just can't do it. I don't have that sneaky whatever, like thing inside of me that's like enjoys the thrill of a lie or i don't know whatever and like <laughs> oh my god please make it stop like like i hate it <laughs> yeah i hate it so much i'm with you too when it's, it's just not me i'm i'm with you to an extent i should say like when it's something that matters when it's something that is legitimately like i messed up and i don't want to admit that i messed up then it's like the lie eats me up inside but oh, if I'm yeah. scheming to do something for somebody as like a, a Christmas or a birthday present, I revel in that shit. Oh, like yeah, that's yeah. my so was, fucking pocket, I, man. I, okay, <laughs> yes, I was definitely excited about the the like sneaky sneaky mm-hmm. part of that, but like that doesn't translate to a non wholesome sneaky excitement. And I feel like some people, they, they just, they just have the like shitty sneakies. Yeah. <laughs> I am not, I am both not that way and do not understand that at all. My brain cannot compute that. I'm like, how do you, how does that like excite you? That gives me a tummy ache. <laughs> like that is the best way that I can think to describe lying. Um, other than the occasional, like, I'm surprising someone I love with something, you know, like like you described. It, I'm like, this gives me a tummy ache. I don't like it. Right, right. <laughs> like, I'm five years old. <laughs> like, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> there's a there's a cartoon um, I don't think we've discussed on the show before called Gumball. And I think you and I have discussed it, but I don't know if we've discussed it on the show. Yeah. So for those not familiar, it is one of the most underrated cartoons that has ever been on Cartoon Network. You know, I know the heyday was Dexter's Lab, Ed, Ed, and Nettie, all that stuff. But Gumball is this mixed media cartoon about this cat boy. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a blended family, I guess. It's, it's a cat boy and his dad's a rabbit. Anyway, that's getting way too deep in the woods. But it's a it's a mixed media uh show so you have like paper mache you have clay animation you have regular animation computer animation everything is represented there but one of my favorite moments is that he meets a character who is basically like every teen drama you've ever seen especially my so-called life and he's trying to cheer this girl up and he's trying to convince her that everything's going to be all right in her life and she's telling her, telling him all these just terrible things, like her dad got a job in another town over, and you know she's gonna have to move away, and the boy that she loves has fallen in love with somebody else, and she doesn't know how to tell the boy that she loves him. And Gumball's like, "Oh no, we're fixing all this shit." So the whole episode, <laughs> he's like 
riding dinosaurs through downtown trying to prevent her dad from leaving and just blowing things up and the whole city basically ends up on fire but by the end of it he fixes all her problems he gets her dad a job locally the boy finds out that she likes him or she, yeah she likes him and he likes her too and then he just does this real just shitty dance at the end just like he scored the biggest touchdown in history and then that moment in that moment, I identify the most with Gumball. So I guess, ladies and gentlemen, what I'm saying is I identify with Gumball as my character. That was really weird. Yes, I love that show. I get it. Like, I I get it. That's <laughs> doing a weird dance because I destroyed a city. Yep. That's all I know how to do is weird dances. So it tracks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, Denise wrote in yeah. saying, so I've been thinking about your fictional characters question, and the sad thing is I can't relate to many slash any characters I would say make me feel seen on movies or television. I can relate to characters like David Rose from Schitt's Creek or Fleabag um, as people who have strong personalities but are often misunderstood. I hope to see more representation for people who meet more of my intersections. In the future, who meet more of my intersections. So, yeah, I mean, that's true, too. There are a lot of um, people missing from our stories uh, that are not represented. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. Um, definitely. I, <clears throat> I do think that in the con, like, that is definitely an entire, like, a whole other conversation. Um, in the context of this, like, I didn't, when I was talking about, like, I was talking about Superman and stuff like that. Like, I know that we were discussing that, but, like, we weren't necessarily focused on, you know, it fitting what you see yourself as and everything like that. Yeah. Um, 100% matching up with those things, just kind of the, the spirit of the character, but that is definitely there. Um, David from Schitt's Creek. That's a good one. That is a, that good is one. a really good choice. I like I like yeah. the Fleabag reference, too. I, I appreciate these very personal <clears throat> type of um, shows, these comedies that are coming out starring women. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, like, of course, Fleabag, um, I May Destroy You was really good. I, I yeah. don't know if you could count that as a comedy, but it was it had funny moments. <laughs> and then, of course, mm -hmm. uh, I Hate Susie. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that one starring Billy Piper. I have not. Yeah. That was really enjoyable, too. It's like uh, stages of grief as she has a big life-changing event happen to her. And it feels like it's semi-autobiographical, but man, if any of this stuff happened to her, it's like, we get it. We get it, Billy Piper, and we still love you. It's okay. <laughs> man. Oh, jeez. Yeah. No, I haven't seen that. Okay. Yeah, it's um, on HBO Max. I, I don't I don't think I recommended it to you or anything or anybody for that matter, but I've never even heard of it, so I know you didn't. Yeah. It's I like usually remember when you recommend uh, sometimes. <laughs> yeah. No, this is this is fairly recent. It came out in November. It's about seven episodes long. And it's it's really well done. It's uncomfortable. Uh but it's it's really well done. And I think Billy Piper is an excellent actress, so it was good to I see her too. on the screen again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Katie wrote in and said I think fictional characters have such an influence on people because we think about their way of life, uh, uh, that their way to life and their hobbies is the way to live ours and to grow and, um, 
And we grow an attachment as we watch them all the time. Yeah. And I also think because we watch them all the time, we forget our way of life. So you can just adapt to their way of life. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. Have you ever uh, found yourself picking up traits from characters that you watch or that you read about? Uh, you mean like, what? Like, what do you mean? Like, so, I don't yeah. know. Like, if um, just just pulling one out of a hat here. So, uh, Doctor Who eats. Uh, like, I pick up words and stuff. Like, definitely. Yeah. You know, lingo or or vernacular. <laughs> I can't say literally without thinking of uh, Rob Lowe anymore. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely things like that. <laughs> in Stand By Me, what was the word that Jerry O'Connell would always say? Like. Oh, I don't remember. Okay. Oh, I know what you're talking about, too. That, Damn that's it. That's going to bug me now. Shit. Yeah. Uh, that is annoying. <laughs> then there's no way to look that up, either. Friends, please write no. us. <laughs> we'll let you know if you're right. Oh. But, yeah, there was a word that he used in, in, in sentences quite a bit that, like, when I heard him say it, it felt weird saying it, you know, myself. Yeah. There's definitely things like that. Um, I don't know. I definitely, like, will make, if I've just watched, like, Shit's Creek, for example, I will make more references to that and jokes related to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I've I definitely saw... seen shows and been like, I want clothing similar to that. Oh, yeah. Sure. I mean, that's David Rose again right there. I mean, that man. Right. Yeah, wow. not David Rose. But if you watch <laughs> One Tree Hill, and we do have a lot of Ravens listeners now. Yes, we do. Hello. Welcome. Um, Thank you. If you watch One Tree Hill, you will realize that a lot of Peyton Sawyer's look is just how, if you want to know, like, what does Lex dress like, it's it's a lot of Peyton Sawyer, but, like, lesbian edition, oh. so more flannel, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, things like that, I guess, for sure. That's cool. Pick up little things along the way. When I watched Justice League, uh, I, I wanted to make sure that I never ran like Ezra Miller did as the Flash, so that's something. Uh, and look, it looks like this is our last one, I think. Okay. Um, Paul wrote in and said that Spider-Man is uh, my life-changing superhero because just like my real life, he keeps getting shit on and stays positive and always, always gets back up. Uh, yeah, Paul. That's right. Is it? That's it. I totally feel you on that. And whatever's going on, man, I hope it gets better. I hope it stays better. I want to say that first and foremost. Secondly, hell yeah, Spider-Man, dude. I mean, (sighs) Paul, if you're if if it makes you feel any better, I'm also in a world of bullshit right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not in a great place. A lot of people aren't in a great place, but at least we're not in a great place together. That's right. There we go. This is the bad place. (laughs) Welcome to hell. At least you're not alone. Yeah. But, you know, kind of. If I could do that laugh, like. (laughs) (laughs) If I could do that laugh that what's his name did on The Good Place, I would. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm with Matt, though. I hope things improve there. Uh, But, yeah, sometimes it is the getting back up. That's, you know, half of it. Um, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Peter Parker was possessed by Otto Octavius for like a year and somehow came back from that. So absolutely, you know, when things look the worst, like even... I too was <laughs> possessed by Otto Octavius for a year. Imagine trying to get get back with, a, with somebody like, no, baby, look, I was possessed by an evil supervillain. It wasn't me. Come on, girl. Just, just talk to me for a minute. It's all good. <laughs> It's very unfortunate that you can't see my face right now. Oh, no, I think it's very fortunate. (laughs) Anyway. Yes. Yeah, it's, you know, sometimes that's half the, I feel like I want to give like a pep talk here, but I'm not really in a good pep talk place, just being 100% honest. However, you feel what you feel, and that's okay. We always say that on the show. It's okay to feel things. Um, uh, but yeah, the always getting back up, man, the fact that you have that mentality, Paul, that's, that's huge. Not everyone has that. And that, like, is a, is like, really, really, really admirable trait. Um, it sucks to, it sucks to actually have to use it, though, <laughs> if that makes sense. Like, it's it's a nice trait to have. It sucks when you have to actually use that trait. Yeah. Um, but yeah, find, I don't know, what I've been trying to do is you find things that you care about and you try to put a lot of focus and effort into that. That's the only advice that I could give. Yeah. That and therapy. Therapy is important if therapy you can. Is. Therapy should be free for everyone. So that's my other soapbox that's your platform that's the platform you're running on <laughs> that is uh, honestly yeah i think yeah. it would change uh it would help our country in a huge way it would definitely offset the cost of it to have free and available therapy to everyone so you actually you bought something up and that that would be amazing but you bought something up that is something we've we vaguely uh glossed over off mic and that's something that i admire about you which is that you see a need, you 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 you, <laughs> you recognize a moment where you can impart wisdom on others, and you do so, even though it may you may not be in the hundred percent right mind frame to do that. Not saying that you're doing it recklessly, not saying that you're doing it with with no abandon. Just that sometimes you give a pep talk to me. And you know it's something that you need to hear yourself as well because you've been there and you understand. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah. It's a quality. It's a, it's a quality trait to have, you know. At, at least from my standpoint. So cool. Thank yeah. you. I don't. I. I. It's it's a weird. Like I don't know. I just I do the thing. <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it's it's weird to be like. I guess I do. I don't know. I I. I definitely will 100% admit that I am better at pep talking and bringing other people up than I am bringing myself up. And I try to work on it, but sometimes I have, and you know this, basically my closest friends know this, (laughs) because sometimes I'm like, I really can't see the forest for the trees right now. I cannot see it. 
I'm focused on this one fucking tree that fucked my <laughs> shit up, and that... I cannot see the forest. Um, it's not called one forest hill, okay? It's one tree. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but no, see, but that's like, I, can't, I can't see it, and I and I'm I you know like I'm real like I get in that mode where I'm like I'm really good at bringing other people up. Yeah. And I definitely have that thing where I'm like. God damn, it would be nice to have someone like, and I don't mean this in like, ah, my friends are, are great and I don't want to make it seem like I don't have a, a fucking amazing support system that people would kill for. But like, it, it, I, I definitely have moments where I go, God damn, I wish I had a me <laughs> <laughs> to have my fucking back. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> but, you know, that's just not, uh, not the present situation might not even be in the cards. I don't know what to tell you. I like, you know, that's well, just, uh, that's my current state. And I've always definitely like been vulnerable about things in the show. I keep certain things to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just how it goes with me. But I'm in one of those modes this week. In the beginning of this episode, right before we start recording, Matt's like, are you okay to record? And I'm like, I guess. Like, <laughs> like it's not, you know, like this is just, the state that I'm in right now. And unfortunately, um, I kind of feel for you guys as listeners. Cause I, I hate not being as entertaining as on as like funny as I wish I could be. But sometimes I'm like, I can't be the clown right now. Well, I think our, our listeners would where I'm at. <laughs> I think our listeners would disagree. You are entertaining as you always are in my opinion. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, oddly enough, I'm patting myself on the back because I'm half of the show. So, you know, that's true. Um, but what I'm getting at is when you give advice like that, that's the other side of the coin. And this is this is the beauty of it is that while the words are coming out of your mouth, you have to think about (laughs) what you're saying. (laughs) You have to think about the advice that you're giving. And part of it bounces off of the human being that you're giving it to and reflects and comes back to you. And that's kind of the beauty of it. You need a you. You are that you. But not only do you have you, you have us. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. It is. I'm also very tired. (laughs) It's a lot of work. It's a lot of of work. Yeah. (laughs) It's a lot of work to be you. I understand. (laughs) It is. It is a lot of work to exist and be me. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I am an exhausting bitch sometimes. But you're good at your job. So there you go. I try, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I saw this, someone, I think it was on Twitter. Someone was talking about, um, they were like, you know, it was like their internal monologue. And they're like, you know. We're living in very difficult times right now, unprecedented times, things that no one has ever experienced. And it's very important that you be kind to yourself and not worry about being productive and not worry about, you know, all of these things that you normally have so much pressure under because it's so difficult right now. And then (laughs) it said, but that doesn't count for you. And it was in their brain, like, yes, that's true. That doesn't count for me. It's just for everyone else. <laughs> you know, yes, that is like my. That is how my brain works. Where I'm like, if my friend is like, God, like I can't find anyone, you know, 
that's like you know a good partner or anything like that and i'm like no you totally will you're amazing you're going to find someone everything's going to work out for you i just know it and then my brain goes but that doesn't count for you (laughs) and it does the same thing like it does the same thing with everything like any anything like if my friend is like if another friend is struggling to get like um you know a successful like trying to do something launching successfully like they're making a movie and they're gonna launch it and i'm like listen it's gonna launch it's gonna be huge it's gonna be amazing you're gonna learn so much from it you know i'm gonna give the whole pep talk and i'm gonna go but you're not going to get those things like that that is like it's dark but that is very much how at least my anxiety brain goes like that's one thing that i really love about um the show big mouth yeah is how they show they have um, one character like this like cat comes in and it's the depression like is represented with that cat and it's like like trying to pull you in and like get you under and then there's like a mosquito that's anxiety and everything like that so like it's this annoying thing that you just it's in your ear and you can't get rid of it. And, like, it's gotten better over the years, especially in therapy and stuff like that. And I've definitely learned, like, a lot of this is control issues. Like, right. if you're a person who grew up with um, any for- any form of, uh, you know, abuse or mental health, like, issues stemming from neglect, anything like that, um, parental issues, maternal issues, whatever your thing is. Um, and some of those things I experienced growing up. You, you, a lot of times you need control, Hmm. like, because you didn't have it as a child. And so you, like, they always talk about like the inner child, like that, there's that part of you that's like always a kid that needs the things, like these most basic things. Um, like, so that is a problem for me, (laughs) like not being able to know that things are going to be okay is a problem in my brain. I, I need stability. And I struggle with, like, life in general not being stable, but also that I feel like I'm a very, like, steady and stable person for people, and that I have a hard time finding other people that are that way. Mm. Like, because a lot of people are flaky and whatnot. Um, Just, like, things like that. Like, it's, I don't know how I got on the subject. Well, I mean, uh, I was, I, there was something in there, but whatever. If I may, if I may tie a bow around all. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. When please. you when you do go down this path, when you do go down this rabbit hole of of, of self identification, and you know, speaking things into reality that you have noticed for a long time, and actually uh, connecting the dots to figure out how you work as a person, that to me is a great endorsement for therapy. As you mentioned earlier, yes. everybody should, uh, you know, have a therapist, someone, someone that they talk to, someone that's knowledgeable about knowledgeable about these things, uh, someone that can help you learn yourself. And the fact that you know these things about yourself, it's not just a sudden realization. It's not just something off the top of your head. This is the result of work that you've put in to get to know yourself better. And I think that's a good example for people that are listening. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Therapy gives you a lot of the tools. That's the problem that a lot of people have with therapy. You don't go in, it just doesn't fix you. Right. It's not fixing you. It's giving you the tools to better yourself. Yeah. It's not a 
not a not a bad Coldplay song in the first place. Secondly, <laughs> it doesn't take place over the span of two sessions. It's it's a commitment, right? Uh, it depends. Oh. Honestly, um, some people can go for a couple of sessions and they're good. Wow. They had one particular thing that was really bothering them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've definitely known couples that have done that. Um, they had a particular issue that was just, they could not resolve it. They needed a third party that was neutral to come in and kind of work through that. And like, it's a couple sessions. Um, you know, when I talked to, um, <clears throat> one doctor about this one time, I was talking about therapy, you know, she was very much like, yeah, therapy is not supposed to last forever. It's a thing that you can do on and off as moments in your life lead you to needing it basically um the the like now it all depends on what you have um and that's that's up to you and your doctor and everything like that but there are a lot like a lot of doctors are that are like kind of like we're we're doing what we're doing for this time to work through this thing there's a reason why you're here let's work on that um let's give you the tools to properly work on that no, I mean, therapy can last for years. Hmm. It also can last for, you know, five sessions or whatever. Like, you go for a month and a half and you're good. Yeah. It really just depends on the person, on, you know, the th- like the therapist themselves. It's just about finding the right fit and the right solutions for, you know, that. And, like, another thing about therapies, I've heard plenty of people say, oh, I tried it, I didn't like it, like, there's you're gonna end up with like a lot of times you're gonna meet one of them and you're gonna be like I don't like this this doesn't fit my personality and you can just switch to a different therapist they understand that that's a part of the process they're not offended by that at all like don't worry about that cool yeah see so I learned something today (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's definitely not a forever thing so don't worry about it like if that's a if that's a concern that's a that is a good point to bring up if that's a concern people have, don't worry about it. Like, you do it while you need it. You might not need it that long. Who knows? Um, uh, all right. What so, is going on with <laughs> literally anything else? Let's talk about literally anything else. All right. I got one that's not on the list. Slim Jim. Slim Jim releases new beef sticks flavored like. I likes. regret can we talk about my deep-seated problems and therapy again? What the fuck? <laughs> Let me finish the sentence. Yeah. Slim Jim releases new beef sticks flavored like Sonic Chili Dogs. Yeah, that wasn't a good sentence. Exactly. But now I we got it over with. letting you finish that. You cleansed your palate with Slim Jim Sonic Chili Dog sticks. Ch- well, first of all... <laughs> There's a lot to unpack here, but I think the, there's not that much to unpack, but there's, there's a bit to unpack Mm. in that are people craving those chili dogs like that? Like, are you just like, fuck, I want that so bad that I need (laughs) a Slim Jim imitation of this? Is that a thing? I feel like if you were hankering for a chili dog that badly... Yeah. I think Sonic is open till like 3 a.m. Also, are people like 
really this like hot for chili dogs? Because <laughs> I'm not that like I don't care. I feel like in my younger days, chili dogs used to be a bigger thing in my diet. That's another that's another example of life imitating art. Sonic the Hedgehog was really into chili dogs, so I'm like, oh, let me try one of those. He seems to love the Wait, fuck out what? of those things. Wait, yes. what? Yeah. Wait, what? That's the. <laughs> Wait. The most times you've ever done that. <laughs> it's a, but it's a hedgehog. Yes. Do hedgehogs eat meat? They, this one does. <laughs> you know, like, I, I don't, don't know why this is the. It really bothers me, but it does. <laughs> I don't make the rules, man. Is wait. So to clarify things here, this this Slim Jim promotion has nothing to do. With the Sega mascot, Sonic the Hedgehog. However, almost ironically, Sonic the Hedgehog does love chili dogs like you fucking read about. Like, he is chili dog fan number one. So I, I also kind of love hedgehogs. I just want to state for the record, I kind of would love to have a hedgehog oh. as a pet. <laughs> Diet. They eat. Insects, snails, frogs, toads, snakes. Oh fuck! Hedgehogs are cool. Yeah, they are. <laughs> Bird eggs. If you got grass root berries, melons, watermelons. Okay, Sonic the Hedgehog is kind of a monster. Yes, he is. Yeah, I'm okay with it. You know, I mean, he's got to eat something highly caloric to keep up his uh, metabolism so he can run that fast. So, uh, chili dogs do the trick. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is. Awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like, wait, I thought they just ate, like, I don't know, I'd imagine they were just, like, chomping on lettuce. <laughs> Look. <laughs> That's what I would think of. He hangs out with a fox that has two tails that flies by throwing that ass in a circle. And we're concentrating <laughs> on the chili dog thing. There are a lot of things that are wrong with Sonic the Hedgehog. Chili dogs is low on the list. Oh my god. I want to know how much a hedgehog costs. <laughs> I want to make an obstacle course for a hedgehog. <laughs> okay. Uh, guys, a hedgehog, I am not saying I condone you to buy a hedgehog. Okay. I will not say that because I do not know enough about the ethics of owning a hedgehog. <laughs> <laughs> I will not say I condone buying a hedgehog. But if you were to buy a hedgehog, you would have to have <laughs> Between a hundred and three hundred dollars for a hedgehog. Wow, I didn't know. Frankly, cheap as fuck. Okay. Like, I mean, what are hamsters like three dollars, dude? <laughs> if you have a home, it's just like if... you got like you just get like a metal <laughs> hamster. <laughs> like you're paying. If you feel you're like. The, the prickly shield. Your pet. You're basically buying. Your. You know what the hundred dollars gets you? It gets you a Mad Max hamster. <laughs> Wait, Beyond Thunderdome or Fury Road? That's you know it's a big difference. Oh, okay. Right. <laughs> I kind of want a hedgehog, oh, but my God. I also feel like if I look into it, they're gonna be like, if you buy a hedgehog, you're a piece of shit. Right. Well, let's say that you have a good home and you think a hedgehog would be a good fit to your home. Then yeah. by all means, ethically adopt a hedgehog somehow. I don't know how you do that, but yes. Free range hedgehog. Free range. 
<laughs> just just grass-fed. Lining up chili dogs to your doorway, and if a hedgehog shows up, hey, it's meant to be. <laughs> oh god! But then I'd have rings everywhere. Yeah. Like it would be a whole problem. Every time he falls over, it's just a loud <laughs> crashing sound, and rings just fly all over the place. You're like, god damn it, Sonic again? Fuck! <laughs> oh my god! I just. I don't know why my brain is fixated on the idea of a hedgehog is a hamster, but it's metal. Like, it's just like the emo <laughs> version of it because it's like, it's all spiky and, and like. <laughs> Look, you would think uh, that, right? But goth, all the goth girls I know have bunnies. So. No, that's true. That's the thing, man. It's, it's, it's mm. the, uh, you know, the, uh. I forget what the phrase is. Whatever. It's a walking contradiction. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, you're not yeah. down with Slim Jims, apparently, let alone Chili Dog flavored Slim Jims. I don't care about Chili Dogs. Apparently, Chili Dogs are a thing. I don't, I don't get this trend. Okay. But I guess, I mean, you're gonna clearly going to try this, right? I got to, man. I mean, Slim Jims, yeah, not you're only... Obligated. Not only is it a snackulous thing, it's also the only beef jerky that was endorsed by Macho Man Randy Savage. May he rest in peace. So it, it's yeah. my duty. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean that as a joke. I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, dude, you want to hear something tragic? Macho Man died on my wedding day. Like, literally. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you probably caused it. <laughs> I take back all that nice shit I said about you earlier. Redacted. <laughs> retracted. You're out of here. It's okay. I, uh... <laughs> this, uh is, this is what happens when things get a little too dark. Geez. Jokes get a little too dark, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yes. Chili dog flavored Slim Jims. It's happening. I gotta try them. In other news, um... <laughs> Where was I going with that? Now you can fucking throw it off now. No. Anthony Mackie got, got punched wall- in the face by Will Smith. <laughs> You've got all weird, even though we're already clearly in the weird zone. Clearly. Clearly. So, <laughs> Anthony Mackie got punched in the face by Will Smith on his 50th birthday. Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, so, this comes from Anthony Mackie, an interview that, that he on. did. Huh? Yeah. Who's 50th birthday? Will Smith's 50th Will Smith. birthday. Okay, I was going to say, Anthony Mackie is 50 years old. <laughs> Look, I don't like to promote stereotypes, but black don't crack. Like, I'm 65, you didn't know. <laughs> I don't talk about it much, but, you know. Yeah. You're, like, you're 85 years old. Look, I'm not supposed to talk about this outside of certain circles, but cocoa butter is a fucking miracle. All right, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, <laughs> so Anthony Mackey in a, in a recent interview says well I got a funny story Will Smith shot what's the movie had, he had me come uh, had a movie come out last year Gemini Man and he shot it in oh. Budapest so it was his okay. 50th birthday and my publicist called me and she's like yo Will Smith is having a birthday party in Budapest he tells stories like Lewis uh, do you want to present his birthday cake to him Mackey said, so I'm like, holy shit, yes, it's Will Smith, of course. So we're all on stage. 
Will Smith does like a whole concert, and I'm on stage with Will Smith doing a concert. I'm losing my mind, right? So the oh, cake comes out. I, I love Will Smith, but he, the fact that he's doing a concert for his own birthday <laughs> is like... <laughs> we bring the cake out. Will Smith sees me. He goes, hey, Anthony Mackie. I'm like, Will Smith knows my name, right? So I go in a high five. I don't know what I was trying to do, but like I was trying to hug him, and he thought I was coming in for a high five. So he tried to grab my hand, and he's like, you good? I was like, I think so. I think we're in a fight. Are we in a fight? He's like, no, no, I'm sorry. So he punched him in the jaw. <laughs> and he God. says, Will Smith punched me in the jaw. That- he's an angry human being. I know he meant to do it. There's there's no way you mess up a hug with a punch in the jaw. <laughs> yeah, that's like awkward as hell. <laughs> oh. That's funny. I mean, it was his 50th birthday. His swagger was just lost. His mojo was gone after that, you know. Yeah. Gone. <laughs> So, yeah, Wall of Weird. We've got Wall of Weird from BBC News. BBC News. Headline, husband on leash breached Quebec's Quebec's, uh, COVID curfew. Please note that the picture is of a dog on a leash. Hmm. That is not the the husband. That's not, but the, the dog does have an adorable little backpack, though. He does. He's functional. He has... Pockets. (laughs) Pouches. All right, I'm ready. A couple couple in Canada have been fined for breaking COVID curfew rules after the woman was caught, quote, walking her husband on a leash. (laughs) The woman reportedly told police that she was just out walking her dog near her home in Sherbrooke in uh, Quebec province. Um, She (laughs) walked... On Saturday, uh, the province imposed a nightly curfew, and walking a dog close to home is one of the only acceptable <laughs> reasons to be outside during those times. <laughs> so, this wasn't a kinky thing. She was just exploiting the rule. I... <laughs> it, it could go either way. Who knows? No, I, I don't... Th- I think it was... Because it's saying that they reportedly told the police that they were following the rules for pets. (laughs) And (laughs) Isabel Gendron of the the Sherbrooke Sherbrooke Police Department told the local newspaper the couple did not cooperate with the police (laughs) at all. Um, Oh, no. And then, like, but that's kind of... It and then it goes into detail about like this particular lockdown, but mm. like, so like, the, the she told the police she was out walking her dog, uh huh, but like, it was the husband. I, I assume it was a kinky thing, like, like <laughs> I assume that's what it was. I feel like it's possible they were just coming home late from the bar and they tried to have a workaround. Like, all right, check this out. This is what we're gonna do. You put on this leash. Oh, my God. I'm going to say I'm walking my dog, and they're going to be so embarrassed, they're not going to ask any questions, and we just go ahead and get home scot-free. But the other thing is, the the part that really entertains me about this story is is that they resisted the cops, which, you know, of course, uh, you know, how white of them. Um, The dude's running away with a dog collar on. They could have just fucking pulled the collar. Mm Mm-hmm. 
It was a short chase. <laughs> or they could have just like got a stick. Like, here boy, here boy, you going stick? Want a stick? And he comes over. Oh, Vino's looking at me now. Oh, this is weird. This is odd. Please don't make eye contact. No. Okay. Do you guys still have curfew there in Chicago? Uh, no. Stuff? Not at the moment. No. You're not locked down? No. Completely. No, no, no. That's good. No, they're forcing kids to go back school. to school now. and it's, it's fucked up. Oh, yeah. They're doing that. I mean, they've been in school here yeah. basically the whole time since uh, September, October, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's We're just back to normal. <laughs> yep. It's messed up because we... We had a mayor, or we have a mayor, rather, Lori Lightfoot, who was a meme at the beginning yeah. of this pandemic because, you know, she was very much in the old, uh, you know, stay home, save lives crowd. Like, that was her thing. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, people had, like, life-size cardboard cutouts of her posted up in, in windows to restaurants and that sort of thing. Just because, you know, trying to be funny, have a little, have a little good time with it about right. it. Right. <laughs> and she's had such a, a villainous arc since then, as far as siding with police on things that she definitely should not have. Uh, there was a, a, yeah. a recent no-knock search of a woman's apartment that took place. I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. For, so for those that, that don't bad. know, the cops came in, woman was completely nude, and of course they've all got their body cams on. Uh, the cops acted very inappropriately, uh, no, no sexual assault or anything like that. But I mean, it, just a common courtesy for a human being, like offering her something to cover herself up wasn't done for yeah. quite some time. Yeah. Uh, of course, people wanted to know, Hey, what, what, what did Lori do about this when she found out? And this is months ago. Oh, well, she had an email and said she wanted to hear more about it. And that was it. Yeah. So it kind of just went away until the footage was released. And of course, the woman was embarrassed all over again. Uh, yeah, so there there are a lot of things Lori has done uh, since the meme days that have vilified her in the eyes of Chicago. But that sucks. Yeah, it sucks, and unfortunately, it's business as usual for Chicago politics and politics in general. So yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah, I don't mean to bring us down. A wall of weird. We're back at it. Come no, it's on. okay. Well, I was I was actually gonna uh, save this wall of weird for Ooh. next week. See. You're already stealing my gimmick. Cliffhanger. I'm not stealing your gimmick. I'm just worried I'm not going to find another story as funny as this one for next week. Because things are kind of rough. So I'm going to hold on to that one for next week. We're going to keep this in the pocket, yo. It's all good. It's going to keep it in the pocket. We're going to come back next week. Have some fun all over again. Yep. All right. Well, what's your, your teaser or whatever? Are you still doing that? I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm willing to share the gimmick with you, and you've you've given the teaser for next okay. week. So this is this is what we're leaving on. The the gimmick the the teaser for next week is potato. Potato. Yes. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you for listening, folks. If you'd like to follow us and all of our exploits, please check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook at Lex and Matt across the board. Yep, we're also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Lexanat. That we are. Fun and surprises abound for you over there. And if you join at a certain level, you can drink out of our faces. We have a Lexanat mug. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. That one, yes. Yeah, that level, Uh, yes. The $5,000 level is the weird level. But, you know, they have to go to Patreon to see that one. Right. Yeah. Um, Rate, review, and subscribe. That's a big deal. That's right. Smash that like button. Wait, no, that's YouTube. You know what I'm saying. That's weird. No, no. 
uh, Apple Podcasts in particular. Mm-hmm. Give us that rating, guys. Write a review. It helps us. Subscribe. It helps us. That's free. You must pay for it. You know, it's a weird amount of people that don't understand that podcasts are free. Yeah. I don't get that. Anyway, I'm Matt Peters. I, I, I'm Lex Lutz, and that's too much to dig into right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's totally your turn. <laughs> it is my turn? Okay. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm.